With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In the future, talk radio will actually educate, inspire, and make you think. The future is now. Topics and music that affect your life. From Universal Broadcasting Network. Tune in at UBNRadio.com. This is On Air with Tony Sweet, your number one source for all things entertainment, exclusive interviews, and guests from TV, film, the Broadway stage, and your favorite musical artists of today. Talking shop is a given, but deep conversation is Tony's specialty. On Air with Tony Sweet starts now, exclusively on UBN Radio. All right. This is On Air with Tony Sweet. I'm Tony Sweet, your host, right here on Universal Broadcasting Network. And I'm here with my co-host today. You ready to say hey, Camille? Hello. Uh-oh. Humel. Jumel. Jamel. Okay. Right I know I'm going to mess it up. I knew I'd mess it up. Camille Jamel. Camille Jamel. There we go. How you doing? just finished a film i know i'm excited to talk about that Very we're going to talk exciting. about that in a second but you're a costume designer yes i am uh and uh i want to find out real quick before we introduce our guest but i want to find out costume designing is this something that started in the womb because this is like you guys are so creative yes uh so tell tell me where are you from new york oh new york i could hear the accent actually I really could. So what uh, what brought you to, from New York to here? Was this just the place to be for costume design? And I had a relative who was a producer in television. Oh, really? In the 60s, 70s, 80s. Yeah. What what 90s. what uh, what did they do? Uh, Batman. Oh, wow. Yeah. The original got, like The original Batman, William D'Angelo was uh, my godfather. So um, he my, helped. my godfather. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, uh, so, and is that uh, how you got started by just watching him and uh, kind of did he mentor you or he mentored me and pointed me in the right direction and had me do a film all by myself in wardrobe and said if you wow. could do everything, dress them, go to set, you know, then you're good. So I oh started out at the bottom. Wow! Yeah. And so that's a big chore to say. Here's a film. Do it all. Do it all. Yep. And he said that's the only way you're going to learn. So I, I can't teach you. I can't yeah. show you. You have to just do it. That so. reminds me of my dad when he said to learn to swim. He yes. just picks you up and throws you into he the throws pond. Throws you in the pool. Yeah, and go it. and swim. <laughs> and we didn't have pool. We had a either a river or a pond. We didn't have right. a pool. Uh, all right, so we're going to get back to you. We're going to talk about your film, your career, how how that happened. And you've done a lot of films yourself, uh, working on some amazing films. So, But let's go ahead and bring in our uh, guest. And I'm going to uh, – listen, today is one of those days I have these two guests that have names that are just – completely different it's not bob <laughs> smith or anything like that uh but we have a stuntman an actor in fact one of the films i think that your lead actor in right now that uh, kickboxer vengeance you work with jean-claude Jean van damme which 
I love this guy. I mean, he and he still almost what is he late fifties now? He's um he's fifty four, fifty five. No, really? 55. He's God, 55. he just he just been around for so long. He seems like he should be a lot older than that. Yeah, no, he's uh, he's still in shape. Well, <laughs> all right. So we have Elaine, Elaine. Moosey. You got it. Oh, my That's God. Okay. You, go. you tried to screw I me up earlier. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah. Fist pump. Yeah. That's right. All right. So welcome to the show. Thank you very uh, much. Happy to be here. Listen, I remember when Bloodsport came out back in the 80s and when Jean-Claude, uh, and that was really uh, one of the first, besides um, uh, when uh, like Bruce Lee came out, but Jean-Claude really just took Hollywood, uh, I mean, by, by storm when he did this movie. Uh, you say you were you were like seven years old, I think, when, when that, Bloodsport. Yeah, yeah when it, when it was done, it was uh, I was seven years old when it came out. I was eighty eight, eighty eight, yeah, seven years old. So, uh, so you're like I said, you're an amazing kickboxer, martial arts. Now, when did you start? Because I started a little bit of martial arts even in my hometown okay. when I was young, but then I stopped, and I should, wish I never would have stopped. But did you start young? I got started at ten. Yeah, I, I, it's when I saw Bloodsport. I saw Bloodsport. Oh, is that your yeah. reason? That was the coolest thing in the world to me. I saw Jean-Claude kick and do the splits and do all the stuff he did. I, and I, I was like, I have to do this right there. Oh so God. that got me started. I remember sure. I remember when he had his, his legs out and like he's just sitting there and you're like, Jesus Christ, what the hell? That's right. You, I thought Splits it was fake. On chairs. I thought that was fake. I was like, there's no way. Yeah, well, there's a way. Can <laughs> you do that? Out. I can do that. Yeah, 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 definitely. How long did it take you once you started at 10 to get to that point? Um, I... Maybe two years. It was oh, right at the beginning because I, I was obsessed with it. Like I got to understand. Like when I started, it was all an obsession with kicking and doing the right, splits. And right. I started in, in a jujitsu school. Oh really? And jujitsu, it wasn't present. It was classical jujitsu, right, right. and it's not known necessarily for for their kicking ability, right? But I had a few good, really good kickers around me, and I became obsessed with just doing it. So I was like at home. I was kicking all the time. I would watch cartoons, doing this like the split stretching. And I would measure exactly where I was, like how close wow. I was to the ground until I finally hit the ground. And wow, yeah, yeah, no, you. so I was just obsessed with it and I couldn't wait to do it. Well, I see you were born in Africa. Yeah. Where we're at? In uh, Gabon. In Gabon? The, yeah. It's, uh, Gabon is uh, West Africa mm -hmm. in a city called Libreville. Oh, God. Uh, Don't there even you go. That's another word. <laughs> Don't <laughs> even <laughs> ask me. I'm like, no. You're just pulling yeah. my leg now. Yeah. So what, why were you, was your parents like uh, born and raised there or were they just no. there for missionary or? My dad was a teacher. Oh, he was okay. a math teacher. And um, from uh, so my dad's Lebanese. He lived in Montreal. That's where he met my mom. Mm -hmm. And uh, when he started teaching, he couldn't find a job. And finally, he got a contract out in Africa. So they decided to hmm. just go and you know, and then you were the born. adventure. There was nothing there. else to do. That's so right. We so had I was, there you go. I'm here. <laughs> Are you the only yeah. uh, child? No, I have uh, a sister. She's um, she's five years younger than mm. me, and a brother who's seventeen years younger than me. Oh my yeah. God! Wow, yeah. that's a big big surprise. Difference. That's what we call them. Surprise. I was a surprise right? too. <laughs> Not, it wasn't seventeen years, but I was yeah. a surprise. There you go. They keep telling me it wasn't a surprise. They said it was a disaster. Disaster. No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my sister Natasha and my brother Dominic. And, Dominic. Uh, yeah. So I have a brother and sister. Great people. Now, uh, they in, are they in martial arts too? I both of them did some martial arts. Really? My brother was black belt in uh, just under me. I was I was teaching him, and uh, hmm. my sister did a lot of kickboxing. That. She really enjoys kickboxing. So I uh, love that. Now, yeah. have you ever done martial arts? Well, no, but I know one of the most famous uh, MMA champs in Ooh. the world, Who? Randy Couture. Oh, Randy. Yeah, he's awesome. He's, he's amazing. a dear friend of mine. I 
met him in 1998. Oh, really? We did a film together, and uh, I went in to meet the director, and he said, I don't know how to explain this film to you, but here's a <laughs> tape. And it was all on the MMA and the octagon. Which and, film was it? Uh, it was um, No Rules. Okay. And um, Randy was a star and, and also Frank Shamrock. And I just got thrust. <laughs> You're like, hello. <laughs> oh, my God. What are they doing? <laughs> and uh, it was the best thing I, I ever had. You know that ever had happened to me because it opened up a whole new thing. Isn't that great? And yeah. then a few yeah. years later, you know, um, you know, Randy and I always maintained a wonderful friendship. And um, one of my clients had said to me, "There was all buzz going on. Oh, you're going to go to Vegas to the Couture fight? No, the tickets are sold out. We can't get them." And I walk in. I say, "Hey guys, what's going on?" Is this? CJ, I know you know a lot of people, but I don't know if you could pull this off. I need <laughs> tickets. Challenge and I'm like, accepted. Uh, right? Matter of fact, let me make a phone call. T two seconds later, I had Randy on the phone, and he said, "Don't worry, dear, hmm. you'll have the tickets." Wow! And these men were big time. And I was like, <laughs> so you impressed? And I yes. <laughs> Good for you. That's awesome. And I got so awesome. the tickets, and I went, and it was funny because after the fight, of course, you know, Randy won. Um, <laughs> of course. Uh, I called him up uh, like a week or two later, and I said, I just want you to know it was the loudest screaming girl there, and he laughed. <laughs> but it's all good. You know, it's, uh, it's amazing. And, you know, then, you know, like Randy has moved on and, of course, has done – expendables with mm -hmm, sly right. and everything else and and so you know i go with him either dressing him measuring him or doing things before he leaves and you know so that's a wonderful thing when you meet actors well it's, and it's a great like that you're that. building relationships that last in and this town especially you. Yeah, yeah and they trust you so that's great because i learned from him mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and um and you know it's peace of mind also knowing you. that you've got yeah friends that you could call in a flat notice and say i need this and there, it there's happens. not so many i mean you can't it's rare yeah maybe on one hand in this town even yeah. though everybody in this town i love they're like oh he's my friend she's my friend and then you say what was her name um um <laughs> they can never can remember names <laughs> never can remember yeah. names uh, well i know you were born in africa but then you moved back to canada I did. Yeah, my uh, we moved back to um, it was uh, Ottawa first, mm -hmm. and then we spent about a year in Ottawa. Then went to New Brunswick, and I lived in Moncton for three years, mm -hmm. and then came back to Ottawa. And then I've been living in Ottawa, Ottawa ever since. Oh, so you're yeah. still there? I still, oh yeah, I still live there. So I you just come in town just to say to, hey, you just say to hey, come see us. You that's know, what exactly. I came here for this. <laughs> I travel all this time, and yeah. I leave tonight. That's that's perfect. It. It's done, right? Well, I love <laughs> it. Uh, well, okay, so. Being in martial arts, I actually, um, somebody that I dated back in Wichita, uh, his father was like, I don't even know what, how many belts, but it's like ninth degree black belt. He mm -hmm. was like, a, used to be like best friends with Chuck Norris and all these people. And uh, that's how I kind of really got into it. I mean, just watching. I didn't really like do anything, but watched to, uh, the intimidation that, because they can go from very personable, very yeah. friendly to like, Oh my God! This person got ready to rip my head off. Turn the switch, right? Boom. So, so taking that, how how are you as a young man? Because I know it brings discipline. It does take a lot of discipline. Were you disciplined before ten years old, or did this kind of 
put you on the path to where you are today? I no, you know what? I I was uh, I was a very level-headed kid. Were you? My, yeah, yeah, I was. I was not a difficult kid at all. Um, my parents, Let's you know, my parents, parents were great right parents. They <laughs> brought me up really. To, I have my dad. Like my dad is a, you know, he's a sweetheart, mm-hmm. but. Even as a kid, I would never want to make him mad because I was scared <laughs> of what the wrath of that would be. I didn't even want to see it. You know, yeah. My mom right. was doing the discipline at home. My mom was disciplined every day. But hmm. the day my dad got mad, that was the end of the world for me. So, wow. like, I could take you know the ongoing discipline, right. the regular right. thing. But if my if because you had to do something really bad for my dad to get mad, <laughs> so you right. never want to go there, right? And so so anyways, but uh, but no, I had great parents. Uh, my mom actually, my mom was doing martial arts before I was. She Good. was a black so belt in jiu-jitsu. So she in introduced you. Jiu-jitsu. Yeah, she introduced me to when I wanted to I start. Love your mom. She brought me in. So I love your she mama. was doing classical jiu-jitsu at the time, and absolutely yeah. So I mean, she's great. Both of them, my dad and my mom, are great. So uh, getting into martial arts, I think for me the the aspect of discipline, yeah, I understood it, mm-hmm. but I didn't really, I wasn't that kid that needed to be disciplined, you right. know? Right. I was more, for me, what I got most out of martial arts, I feel, is, that, you know, the fa- the, the idea of, of setting goals and achieving mm-hmm. them, no matter what obstacles are in your way. Mm-hmm. And I think that mindset, that, that martial arts does develop that mindset, because you do right. hit walls, you do hit obstacles. Sometimes right. you're not good enough to, for that belt as a kid, and you feel bad. You're like, oh, do I keep on going or do I quit? No, you can't quit. You just got to keep on going. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You might, you know, compete, and all of a sudden you get beat. You lose. So how I do you don't go? Lose. I, you know, <laughs> I, I didn't, but you know, other people did. <laughs> oh, look at it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know, you, you got to get past all that. And right. I think martial arts help you to helps really helps you to grow that way mm-hmm. to build confidence in a way where you you set your goals and you say, no matter what happens. I'm going to do what it takes to get there. And that's one thing and I loved important. about sports. I, I, I've played sports. I was an All-American in track and college and state champ in high oh, school. Wow. But I, it is. I think that's what I love about sports. I'm not necessarily was a contact sport. Like, I played football. I, it, it was okay for me, but I loved my, my individual sports, and that's kind of like martial arts. It's really individual sports because mm-hmm. you're tr- you challenge yourself. You're not relying on a team to – you know, make you great or make, you know, make you lose. If you win, you win. If you lose, you lose um, because of your, whatever the situation is around at that time. But uh, that's one reason I love sports. It does build discipline and and it makes you a stronger person. I feel for becoming a man exactly or a woman. Um, Yeah. yeah, You you know, when, when you hit walls, when you have uh, those obstacles, also it allows you to, to, if you uh, you have the right mentor mm -hmm. to take a look at yourself as opposed to blaming the environment, blaming right. people, blaming the world, blaming everything that exists. Mm-hmm. Well, you kind of take a look at yourself and you say, okay, I didn't win. I didn't move forward. Something failed. Mm-hmm. What do I need to do to make it better? To make it better? How do yeah. I improve myself and to make myself you better? And could do that. Absolutely. You know, people could show you things and teach you things, but if you don't apply it oh, yeah. and believe it, you know, it just, it doesn't happen, especially in this town. Nothing just happens. Oh, right. <laughs> you know, it, it just doesn't, you know. And if you, if they say it does, it's, I mean, it's a rarity that it yeah. does, but, right, but majority of the time. they've been around yeah. and they've honed their skills and they've taken their acting classes and they've mm-hmm. done their bit, you know. Well, that that's actually leads to my next question is how long before you started wanting to become an actor because you, you know, you mastered the martial arts and when did you want to take it to the next level of saying, you know, I think I might want to be a stuntman or I might want to be an actor. When did that happen? Um, I, you know what, as a kid, I wanted to do it. I, that, that's a dream. You dream, you say, I want to be like Van Damme or like mm-hmm. Bruce Lee or like, you know, Steven, whatever you, you dream of that. But then you're like, you, I live in Ottawa. So right. 
At right. some point, you do martial arts, you have fun doing it, you grow, and then, you know, normally you forget about that and you right. get a real job. <laughs> right. So that's usually not us. <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. No. And so what I did, I, I went, I did go to university. I started in, as an engineer um, in, in university, but mm -hmm. then I really wanted to keep on doing martial arts. So my parents backed me and I opened a school. I wow. opened my own business, my own school with a, a friend of mine, and uh, we got started. And it was only five years later. I had a friend in Montreal. He called me. said they were prepping for Immortals. And he wanted yeah. to introduce me to this, the fight coordinator, who was also Canadian. He was, uh, his name is Jean Frenette. And he, um, he was starting to put together some concepts for the fights, for the director. And uh, so he brought me. I came in. I met him. I, he had me audition for the most nerve-wracking thing for me. It was audition in front of all these other stunt guys that were working. So... I did that. He accepted me in the group, and then we started training. And it happened when he did his concepts. Um, he used me to play the hero role in the concept because I was the same size oh, as the okay. as the actor playing the the role it was Henry Cavill. That was fate. So that, yeah, <laughs> I guess because so. And then the stunt coordinator he saw those concepts uh, with the director, and he's like, "Oh, who's that guy? And can we use him?" Hmm. So and that's how Jean said, "Yeah, of course, but you got to get him into the union." And because wow. I wasn't working yet, yeah, you that's pretty awesome. You needed I, a Taft Hartley. You got it yeah. exactly. So and so in Canada, it works the same way. So finally, said, "Okay, well, let's get him." And so that's how I got in. My first job was to double the the lead actor in this movie, in The Immortals. So that, it was it was like who a dire who directed this? Tarsem Singh. Okay, Tarsem yeah, is a visionary a director. He's really yeah, yeah a good he's movie. Visual director, he's an amazing and visual director. Henry's a great guy too. Have you worked with Henry? I have friends that are yeah. good friends with him. Yeah, he's, just he's awesome. really a great guy. Yeah, he's yeah. really cool guy. I, I know we we hit it off. We got along great. I mean, we I, we I helped him out with a lot of the fight stuff. He trained with myself, with the stunt coordinator, fight coordinator, and we just had a great relationship. You know, mm. so and I learned so much. I mean, you're, it's like being thrown in the deep end and told swim. Right. <laughs> yeah. Because I had no experience, no set experience. I had never been on a movie set. Scared but or that's just how motivated. It happens for yeah. a lot of people. Yeah. It's having. The right look at the right time and the right tools that it, that they need, mm -hmm. and that's usually mm -hmm. how it happens. And if you didn't have the right tools at the time, you wouldn't have. That's it. That's why like, a lot of people say, "Oh, that that was luck," or "You're lucky." And I'm no. like, I understand what they mean, and that's okay. But it's not luck. But I mean, it's not had, dumb luck. You right, had right. The right tools in your bag when exactly. you entered the room to do the job, and that's what it is. Mm -hmm. Exactly. That's it. I yeah. think at some point you're given opportunities. Yes. And the idea is you have to be trained and ready for that opportunity. If you're not ready, I mean, it doesn't matter. Mm. But if you are ready, when the time comes, when the opportunity is there, you'll seize it and you can take it and you can go. And you t in the bug bit? Oh, God, yeah. I, I, <laughs> are you kidding me? I was, I was obsessed. I, 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 I start something like that and I become obsessed. I love being on a set. I still love it today. I mean, I, that's why I do... I do this. That's why I did stunt work, and that's why I love acting because I love being on set. I love and the energy of the set. It's a family. It's a family. It's mm. And I mean, I just finished my film uh, Rock Paper Dead. Um, Tom Holland, who did uh, uh, Fright Night, mm, was a yeah. director, a thespian director, just an amazing guy, a collaborator. Um, been around the block many times, and. He was so open and loving, and he said, we are a family for how many weeks, and we're all going to help each other, and we did. And, um, you know, uh, just so you get a little idea, you know, um, film is hard. You know, it's hard work, long hours. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Everyone has to pitch in and help out. Um, uh, Rock, Paper, Dead was uh, written by uh, Victor Miller, 
who did Friday the 13th and Carrie Fleming. Oh, wow. And um, it's great movies. Amy Williams, a dear friend of mine, was a producer, and she's also a director. We've got some great movies that we're going to work on together soon. But um, it's a collaborative effort, you know. No matter how you get there, you have to produce when you're there. Mm. It, you mm -hmm. know, from stunt to costume design to acting, you just have to produce because mm -hmm. you're on a time slide. Right, right. And um, the actors, uh, Luke McFarlane, he was in Brothers and Sisters, just an amazing actor, wow. very giving. Tatum O'Neill, um, Michael Madsen, I've worked with Michael before, just an amazing guy. Sounds like a great cast. Yeah, just a, a, a great cast, and um, we just had a lot of fun. Well, I, I hope so, because so, so if you walk yeah. away from yeah. a family that don't have fun, then it's, <laughs> it's horrible. You know, Michael, Michael Madsen at the end, um, you know, did his special dance, you know, that he did um, with uh, Quentin Tarantino. I just forgot it, but he's just a great guy. He made us all. Uh, made you dance? No, he oh. made us all <laughs> dance, but it was, it was great. Um, it was uh, just a good time, good time. Well, great. I one thing that you said is uh, like when people it's a hard work and I know um, doing what you do because I mean learning lines is a lot it's very emotionally draining but learning lines and physically doing the physical work that must be exhausting by the end of the day oh it is it's uh, yeah because you're doing both and then you know what yeah it's, it's, it's two different types of, of work I guess but you can totally merge them for me I mean especially shooting kickboxer kickboxer I mean it's uh it's it's I, it's a beast. It's a beast in a way, not in a beast of a, of a budget or of, of like a big show, but it's a beast because I do it in thirty days. Thirty days, yeah. yeah. So it, to wow. shoot, like and we have we sometimes thirty days, and we only had twenty two days, and we really needed those other, you know, seven or eight days. Mm. But that's a lot of budget too, yeah. isn't it? It is like just budgeting. Yeah, no, it is. It's a lot of the the budget, and you know. To the time to shoot action. I mean, I've been on, you know, whether it's White House down X-Men, all that kind of mm -hmm. stuff. You spend three weeks shooting one action scene sometimes. Oh I mean, it's well, like they have, have the budget to do it. Hundreds of millions of dollars. No, it's, yeah. it's, it's actually, so. it's an ornate dance mm -hmm. that everyone has to do. And um, the arm, the feet, the body, the gestures all have to be in sync position for the camera. Mm. Oh, of course. You know, I mean, we did a scene in Rock, Paper, Dead where... One of the actors is thrown out of a window and he's impaled Ooh. on a pole. And between the crane and the light and the uh, and the frame of the shot, you know, we needed three days. I'm sure you did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you see, and so you just so, so you just impaled him. So you, you just, yeah, so it was like don't even fake it. Just fake it. Just do it for real. Uh. And another great actress. Um, that we all know and love, Maureen McCormick, mm -hmm. had um, a little cameo in our film. Oh, fun. And she just finished uh, Dancing with the Stars. So uh, that was good to have her. And of course. Yeah. Of course. Wow. Good for you. Yeah. And when you look at time, like uh, when we did Kickboxer Vengeance, the end fight with Batista, the end fight is more like it's like a third of the film, more or less. Like it's 20, 26 minutes, I think, out of a, right. an hour and 30 minutes. He so looked like a badass. He's a badass. He's <laughs> awesome. He's, Batista's great. And he's a badass, but he's a sweetheart. And he's, he's such a nice guy. But you, that We he, like to cuddle. No, uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> maybe not. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, my vision. Never mind. <laughs> and move on. 
So when we did the end fight, we had um, we we only had four days with Batista. Wow! So if you look, we had the you end fight plus other days? scenes. We did while well, we were with that that end fight with him, like his shots, we did in two. Oh shit! So that's then you look at that the the amount of time in the movie that represents. Right. I mean, just, I mean that the only that only that's only pulled off because we're doing it. So we're in there. He's hitting me. I'm hitting him, and it's like we're going at it for mm-hmm. for real in a sense, like for real. Meaning all the body shots are hits, and every time you fall, there's real falls. It's all like. And you can't get away with that in a lot of films because you got to plug in the double. Mm. So it's you had a double? Right. No. Oh, oh his. Yeah, his. <laughs> yeah. no, not, even, not even him. Like we had him rolling, doing a lot of his stuff. We only used his double because he had limited time. So what we did, oh. we shot everything on his side and all the like the big shots. Right. And then we had an extra two days to do some coverage here and there of certain elements. And that's with, we did that with the double because it was mainly on me. But you can never pull that off. Like I've did just that the length of that scene mm-hmm. on a big budget film would have taken a few weeks. Yeah. Well, I'm going to find so, out how how did you get this film anyway? I mean, did, did uh, they seek you out or did you have to audition like everybody else? Again, it was that uh, no, and I it was it was yeah. So the year well, after he's Immortals. To be now. No, the year <laughs> after Immortals. They begged me. Uh, not even. <laughs> oh. no, I wish. But no, the, the year after Immortals, I ended up I was working with the team, we we're working on this martial arts film, mm-hmm. and we had to do this live showcase of all the fights in in the film for the director and producer. So, uh, his name is Dimitri Logothetis, and Dimitri was there with uh, his crew, and then we're putting on this show. And I had the opening fight and the end fight that I was playing a main character mm-hmm. in for him to see. And uh, in there, like, we had falls, we had, you know, weapons, we had flips, we had, uh, name it, it was in the fight. And we did it live in front of him, like, a f- live presentation of all these hits and falls and all that kind of stuff. So, at the end, he came over to introduce himself, and he talked to me for about five minutes and asked me where I came from and all kinds of information. And he said, you did a great job. It was really fun to watch, and mm. it looked great. So, the next day, I get a call from casting asking me to audition for the, for the lead of this film. It's not, not Kickboxer. And I couldn't believe it. So then I, I'm, I'm there because he hadn't cast a lead. So he, he, out of this show, he asked me to audition for the lead. And so I, I trained for three days. I just worked that audition and went in hoping for the best. And I'm a rookie actor. I'm a rookie <laughs> actor now. So I was even like a super rookie at the time. And I just I had a friend who was an actor. So I, he helped me out and I went in and did it. And then he offered me, he offered me the movie. That's crazy. And that's how Good. I met Dimitri. Congratulations. And then I found out that he had the rights to Kickboxer. He was going to remake Kickboxer in a few years. You're like, me, 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 me. And that was the first thing I said. <laughs> and he said, of course. And yeah. I'm like, all right. And you hope that that's going to stick. Yeah. So we started. And this film we were working on, finally the financing fell through. And we, we didn't, weren't able to finish it. So over the next two years, I kept on doing stunt work. I was very successful doing stunt work. And then uh, we stayed in contact and he called me one day and he said, listen, we're mounting kickboxer. I'm going to call you in a few weeks. You're going to come into L.A. and do an audition for Ted Field, who's my partner in this mm-hmm. production. A few weeks later, calls me up. and He said, OK, we're ready. I hope you're ready. And I was like, OK. So I flew down with a friend and we went in and we did a live show for Ted Field. And we put, out, put together a fight and we did it. And when I met Ted, it was funny because I, like I, he was very low key and. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know what to expect. And he said, oh, hi, how's it going? And blah, blah, blah. And that was it. So he sat down with Dimitri and then we did the show. And he just stood up. He like stood up and was like, holy shit, that's what we're doing. We're doing, this is Kickboxer right here. And that was the, how I got Kickboxer. Okay. That was it. And then his only question after that was, can he act? Uh, <laughs> I guess that would be an important part right? of it. <laughs> so then, I, and, and, and you got to understand, like I said, I'm, I consider myself a rookie completely now. Right. Like I learn as much as I can from everybody I work with and I train as much as I can to get right. better. But 
and I'm like, oh crap, that means I got to audition again now. I got to do the, the the acting. And finally, I did a screen test, and it went really well, and well, I, I was in. I have to be honest. When Jean Claude uh, started, he wasn't the best actor. I mean, no, he wasn't at all. But he he really grew into becoming exactly. a really the great actor. He had the physical, yeah, yeah, he had the physical skill and the charisma and personality. Yeah. I mean, but it's, also, it's it's you know you learn something on every film you do, whether mm-hmm. you're in front of the camera or behind mm-hmm. the scenes. And um, the biggest thing I know, or the biggest complaint I hear from actors is I've got to memorize 32 pages. If you you gave me one, I would start to sweat. (laughs) And and then, you know, once you have that um, flow Mm -hmm. of the words, and then the day you go in, they could be, oh, we uh, took this out, put this in. Mm -mm. You know, it's just not the same, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's practice, and it's also knowing the camera. Like mm, if yeah. you really are on set and you watch the really good actors, like, you know, you just know how they know every little nuance of where that camera is, how they they need to um, not look, of course, never directly in the camera. Oh, that's, oh, you don't but, know that? No, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> just know the periphery of it, where it's right. placed. If I come through this door, how are they going to get me? What angle? And... It's that great training that you get from television mm-hmm. that you get to know that. And also film, you know. But, um, you know, TV moves very fast and film also. You've got to know your lines and you've got to get it down I, because... I think I would rather have the, like the first Arnold films where yeah. he doesn't say anything. That's right. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, be, lines. that would be me. Yeah. <laughs> that would be the idea. But you know what? A lot of, yeah, Arnold's another example. Arnold didn't come in and be an actor. Oh, God, no. He came in as mm-hmm. Arnold. And then they thought he was cool. He looked good on camera. He had this something that nobody else there, had. He did have like, he that, a charisma about it. He it's did. like you have, I, I think yeah. sometimes if you know, aren't the best actor, there's you know, just a charisma. Now, Jean Claude. There's also the physical part. You look well, at the physicality well, of what, what yeah. you know, what Jean Claude did with Both like, of them. Exactly. Exactly. It's, it's, it's all a huge but, part of it, too. And there's also an essence that you bring. There's a presence. There's an mm-hmm. essence of when you walk into a room, you know, how are you going to command mm. exactly. everyone and they sure did. else? Yeah. And they sure did. And, mm-hmm. and, um, and they do. I mean, um, you know, there's, like we said, Chuck Norris, my dear friend, Mike Michaels, a big uh, celebrity makeup artist, is dear friends with Chuck and mm. uh, did a lot with him. And you look at that generation of Chuck Norris, who's going to be the next one, mm-hmm. you know? Who's going to fill those shoes now? Um, Randy Couture, you know, he's moved on, you know, from the MMA, but the class and the essence of Randy, mm-hmm. he carries that with him wherever he goes. He's elevated that sport for other men and women to take it more seriously. Oh, yeah, of course. And, you know, I think the MMA owes Randy Couture a lot because, you know, every match that I ever saw with Randy in it, he's humble, he's gracious, he says thank you. You know, even if someone very rarely beat him in the ring, um, he shakes his hand. You know, he's a nice, classy man. Are you like that? Am and I a nice classy <laughs> man? No, but I try I, to be as much as I can. Absolutely. Is, yes, you know, what absolutely. What I'm saying is, you know, p- 
people forget that that's what takes you on the next journey or the next oh yeah mm-hmm. film. absolutely yeah, yeah absolutely and I think with anything you know anybody in this in this um, business is one of those uh, you have an opportunity to no matter who you meet you never know who that person is going to be absolutely. in five to right. ten years uh, I mean I've learned that myself not meaning being upset or mean with somebody <laughs> but yeah. but definitely uh it, it it makes a big difference on it how does. you treat people uh john claude i want to fight before we get you out of here how was it working with him because like i said you've seen him you worked with the, uh, didn't work with him before this but how was it to see him for the first time so I mean, so funny enough i actually i did meet him before oh you did i did i met him the first time i met him was on a commercial it was uh, in vancouver it was a commercial for the company GoDaddy. And the coordinator called me because they were looking for somebody that could do the splits like Jean-Claude. And I was referred to him by multiple multiple people. So he called me up and I ended up being his rehearsal double for uh, the the GoDaddy commercials. So they needed to place cameras because I could actually get in position, stay there for the camera and get it all set up for Jean-Claude to come in and do his thing. So that's how I met him the first time. And this was the week before I auditioned for Kickboxer. So I, I end up meeting him and he, it's fun, like we hit it off and he asked me to, to show him some kicks and I did. And then he took my info and he said, I'll call you for my next movie to come in and play something or, or double or whatever. Hmm. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is incredible. You know, so and he did actually did call me. He did call me later on. He That's called great. me up. And yeah, for yeah. he totally stuck to his word. So he, I got a call from him. I didn't, it didn't work out because I was right. doing another film, but he did call me back. So that I, so I met him the week before. So then. But I'd never been, you know, acting with them, obviously. Right, so right, that right. was nerve-wracking for I'm me. I'm sure the it first was. day we're there, and I'm like, oh, my God. It's going to be it's, – it's, you're excited, but you're nervous right. at the same time. But I, nerves for me do good things, usually. You know, it I just was elevates me. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 if I'm not nervous, there's something wrong, I feel. Right. like Well, there's, the nervousness you know, helps propel you to, you know, do be better. Be at your best. Absolutely. Be at your best. Yeah. yeah absolutely. So then we, we get into the scene, and he was like – you know, he, he's – very nonchalant. I mean, it's like for him, he was like asking questions. So you think, and it was like, I didn't, I expected maybe, you know, even though I've been on a lot of sets and stuff, I expected, you know, Jean-Claude is going to be there. He's going to tell me what to do and whatever. Not, not at all. Like he came in and was like, okay, we're going to work the scene. Dimitri's in there. And he's like, all right, this is what I'm thinking. What do you guys think? And we discuss it and we start playing it. And it, and it was fun. It was great. It was just an amazing experience. So I, I couldn't believe it. There was this moment after the, f- the second day we shot, we're doing this um, this uh, action scene, this training sequence. And then there's this part where he's kicking, like he had to kick towards my head and I'm dodging the oh. kicks and I'm there. And, and as and soon as they called... Fast, huh? Sorry? <laughs> no, he, no, he kicks fast. Still <laughs> he's like, shit. And I'm dodging and I'm doing my thing and, and, and then he called cut. So And I stopped. Like I remember, he like people are walking away doing you know their job. And I just stopped. And I just waited and looked around and I'm like, I had to appreciate that moment because it's a mm. moment in time you never get back. Oh, it was God, like, no. this is my childhood the hero. The legend. And I'm on set, childhood hero. He's kicking my head and I'm doing this and I'm here being, the, you know, starring in this remake of Kickboxer. Incredible. It's, it's this hooray moment. It's a, like t- such a hooray moment. It's great. Well, I, like I said, I, when is this coming out? Because I can't wait to see it. So Kickboxer Vengeance came out on September 2nd. Oh, it already 2nd. came out? It came out on September 2nd. Yeah. 
It's out. You can watch it now if you want. You is can download it on, on iTunes. On demand and stuff like it's, that. Yeah, it's on uh, video on demand, iTunes, and um, what else? Amazon. Was it limited Play. release? Netflix. It was a limited theatrical. Because I don't remember. And maybe at the time, maybe I was just like busy because I, I don't. I haven't honestly been to the movies in like six months. Yeah, oh my but God. It was, but I don't remember. <laughs> I really. I know. Well, I watch a lot at home. Like yeah. I watch a lot of stuff at home now. So do more, like a lot of people now. Yeah. They, that's why they have the, all these split releases between theatrical and on demand. So you know, it came out on the man on September second. And now it's coming out on Blu-ray and DVD on November eighth. Oh, then I'll watch so it. So yeah. there you go. So it's going to be out, you know, on cable next year. And no, yeah. keep on. I do it off my Xbox and all that stuff. I do it through like like Voodoo and all that stuff. And I think it's yeah. out there. I think you can get it. Yeah. Then now. Yeah. Then, I'm, then I'll watch it and I'll yeah. be like, I know him. There you go. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And look up next year. We have another one. We've just finished shooting the the sequel. Part three, right? That's right. Part two. Well, we or, or you'll do three two. or two more, right? Yeah. Right now, so we shot part two, and that's in post production now. And then right, like I'm here now discussing part three. And uh, everything's wow. lining up for sometime uh, like in the next spring, hopefully. So how come yeah. how come your face is actually in, intact? It's like I'm I'm I'm, think- <laughs> I'm Wolverine. <laughs> Wolverine. I'm the real life Wolverine. Like- <laughs> I heal. Because <laughs> you see some of these fighters, and they're like, so what's going on? Yeah, no, no. Hey, I, I, like I didn't become a pro fighter. I, I wasn't that many pro fights. Like I no pro fights. So right. I did a lot of sparring, a lot of uh, oh, points okay. by, fighting, that kind of stuff. I've never been in in pro fights. So I've never had my face hit. Hopefully, if I had been, do do I would be that now, kind of not fighter. Not the face, not the face. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. I competed as a kid. I competed in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I competed a lot, but never in. Uh, I never went into pro uh, pro boxing, kickboxing, really? or MMA. No, I, I my for me it was a split. It was either you go that way into fighting or you go into movies. I it probably was a smart for choice. For me, for <laughs> me, I, I'm the kind of person I. I I immerse myself in whatever I do. I could become obsessed. When I have a goal, it's all about that one thing. If I, I don't want to split myself up. I want to focus 100% on what I need to achieve and do everything I have to do to be great, like as great as I can at it. And that's my Good thing. Good for you. Yeah. Well, thank you for being here. It's my pleasure. Um, Thanks for having me. Tell, tell yeah. everybody where to nice find you. you. Nice to meet you. Uh, so to find me? Yeah, where do, where do we oh, find Oh, I'm on uh, Facebook, uh, in the, uh, Alain Moussi Official on Facebook, Alain Moussi Instagram, Alain Moussi on Twitter, and I try to we be there as much you. as I can. Yeah, find me. Find me on social media. I'm now there. Be, now, besides uh, bl- um, uh, Kickboxer, is there other, I'm sure there's other stuff you're still doing, stunts and everything else? I'm actually, I'm, I'm not doing any stunt work right now. Okay. Most, um, all my last projects came out this year. I was, uh, actually, it was great. It was a great rollout for me. It was, uh, <laughs> I did um, X-Men. And then which is not bad. It's, uh, it's okay, right? Yeah. Then it was Warcraft. Then I, I doubled the, I doubled the lead again. And then I did uh, Suicide Squad. Double one of the leads on Suicide Squad. And then Kickboxer came out. That was my year. It's, I was going to say. Amazing, amazing year. Yeah. That it's was a really pretty cool. damn good year. Yeah. Now and you're going to have to live up to the next one. 17. You got it. So now <laughs> I'm like, uh, completely committed to the next films coming out, which is Kickboxer 3 is in talks right now. And we've got another three projects that are all in talks right now in development. So uh, tomorrow, ne- next year should be a really cool year. Well, yeah. I have a feeling that uh, one day you're going to get Golden Globe or Oscar or something. I, and then I'll dress I, you then. There you <laughs> go. High five on that. That's it. We All got right. it. Thank you so well, much. Well, we want to thank our guest today. We're going to be take a quick break. We're going to take a quick picture, come back, and then we're going to talk to more about uh, Camille's uh, film and uh, her awesome. career. So, All right. Don't go anywhere. This is on Edward Tony Sweet on Universal Broadcasting Network. We'll be right back right after this. We are back with On Air with Tony Sweet, only on Universal Broadcasting Network. All right. We're back. This is On Air with Tony Sweet. And I'm back with Camille Jamel. So what would you think? Wasn't he a great guy? He's a great guy. Yeah. Yeah, he was fun. And uh, it's good to see. It's good to see. 
uh, somebody in their career and love what they do. I mean, yes. that's what you can tell when somebody, speaking of somebody that loves, loves what, what they, they do. do yeah. So you're a costume designer. We talked about you from New York. Uh, your godfather, your godfather got yes. you into the business. So uh, what was your inspiration besides that? Was there films that really inspired you to like... Uh, wanted to go in a certain direction with costume uh, design? Well, I always had a great sense of where things should be mm-hmm. and how they should look. Oh. Um, even when my parents had their home in Westchester, New York, I always knew the essence of where things should you know, be and mm-hmm. how they should look. So I always have a great eye for interiors as well. Mm-hmm. I do a lot of my actors' homes. and Right, right. You know, which is great because once you have that aesthetic eye, it flows into every part of you, whether it's your clothing, your home, your cars. I designed the interior of a few planes. Really? Yeah. It's a whole aesthetic thing. How does how – because, do, I mean – just because we want to be a costume designer or an actor or something, you have to you have to have be good at what you do to to sustain mm-hmm. the the jobs that come in. The so rigors. it sounds like yeah, yeah, it sounds like you you definitely have a gift. Yeah. Um, and I, I just want to show a couple of pictures. I'm showing it. What is this this picture of? Can you see that up there? Uh, it looks like a white dress that's kind of a woman's on a chair and it's the the dress is kind of looks. I mean. I can't really tell what it looks like. It almost looks like she, her breasts are showing. Oh, that, um, <laughs> that, I think, is one of my ghost dresses from Rock, Paper, Dead, oh, which were okay. custom made for the film. And um, we are going to have a full ancillary market, you know, merchandise mm-hmm, market. Mm-hmm. We're going to have the dolls, the dresses. And um, so all the dresses were designed by myself, mm-hmm. and they were stitched by... A very dear friend of mine who is a couture designer herself in New York, but I trust her with her stitching mm. because I call it couture on the phone, Marie <laughs> Marzilli. Um, she uh, was into um, bridal gowns and evening oh, wear. Nice. And when I was going to Parsons School of Design in FIT in New oh, York. Oh, FIT, yeah, wow. Um, I did an apprenticeship with her in her bridal salon for a few years. And that was the best education I got because she would take fabric and manipulate it. And um, and my schooling helped her and she helped me. So when I have to design something really quick mm-hmm. and things are backed up here at the costume houses or showrooms, I call her and I'm like, Maria... You know, and she'll get my phone call at like two o'clock in the morning, and she knows it's me. Um, <laughs> but I'll go over exactly how I want it, and she will never let me down. And she does oh, wow. it every single time for me, and that's great. You know, having those people on the phone that uh, you know you could call at a moment's notice and get it the way you want—it's it's it's amazing. So tell tell me what Rock Paper Dead is about. Rock, Paper, Dead is a story about um, a gentleman who, and I can't really give the storyline away too much because it hasn't come out yet, mm-hmm. but he is tormented in, uh, Aren't we a, all? Uh, in, in a way, <laughs> but he has a love-hate relationship 
with um, every girl and then kills her. Hmm. Um, but they all have a wonderful, beautiful essence about them. And that's why, you know, the dresses or ghost dresses that right. the women wear were, you know, had to tie in to how he killed them. So is, now does he make them wear this or is this? Uh, well, this is how they come back and appear oh, to oh, him. Oh, okay, okay. And I can't really go into a lot of the storyline, but right. it's, 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 a, it's a horror thriller. You know, and it's now who came up with the concept? Um, well, Victor Miller mm-hmm. um, and Carrie Fleming mm-hmm. and Tom Holland. You know, they're all big in the horror film. The world. horror. <laughs> and, the, you know, they they don't miss a beat. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're really good. And um, we had great makeup and effects by Vincent Costini. Mm-hmm. And he's a great guy. And... Um, and Tom Holland really set the pace for all of us to, you know, make our mark and keep our standards high because he's been in the business forever. Right, And right. did great things with uh, Fright Night and all that. So. so I know Alice, or I'm sorry, Amy Williams was supposed to be here. She's and the she's producer. Sick. Yeah. She got sick. So tell us, uh, I mean, Amy, she produced... She produced it, and she's an amazing writer, producer, and director, Mm -hmm. and she's from New York. Um, I grew up in Westchester, and she grew up on the Lower East Side, and um, she just has a passion for film, and Mm. she loves it, and so now, you know, we're in talks about the next segment of films that we're going to do, and it's exciting coming up so oh so is this going to be sequels uh rock paper dead is a trilogy trilogy okay. so we just shot the first one mm-hmm. um michael madsen tatum o'neill maureen mccormick mm-hmm. luke mcfarlane um you know it's a, it's a great cast and where did they sh- where'd you shoot it we shot it here in los angeles okay and uh which made it easier on everyone because you know actors like to stay home and sleep in their own right beds. right but it was it was fun, so we're excited. Uh, the second one is being written right now, mm-hmm. and uh, now I'm going to be working on the next slew of designs for that. And um, the ghosts are going to be the rock paper dead girls, <laughs> so that's <laughs> going to be interesting. Yeah. Well, let's uh, uh, Riley, your PR guy, sent these over. It's a um, this looks like an article. It says a day in the life of, of a designer. What uh, is this a magazine? Yes, and um, it was East Coast West Coast designers, and uh, I had a nice time doing that. And uh, the writer and the magazine, it was Stitches Magazine, mm-hmm. and they had to follow me around for the entire day when I was doing another film, and uh, they just uh, spent the day. Getting my designs, the concepts, coming to the costume house, um, looking at why I pull something versus why I don't pull something right, else. Right. Color, palette, all of that. Texture has a lot to do with it. So, okay, Rock, uh, Paper, Dead. When does this come out? Rock, Paper, Dead is going to come out next Halloween. I was going to say, since yes. Halloween just de- ended, you think yes, they would want to... Yes, so wanna... we're getting everything all ready for that, and... Uh, you know, we're really excited about it. 
I would hope so. Yeah. Like I said, that's, you know, it's especially when you can walk away from a project and be proud to work on it. That's well, good. Well, when you have a great director mm-hmm. like Tom Holland, mm-hmm. it makes it easy. Right. You know, because you show up every day and there's no one micromanaging you, which is a joy. Right. Um, right. Because, you know, when someone hires you to do a job um, and an actor and a director told me, you never want to hear another actor tell another actor how to act it's an unspoken right. rule you right. know unless they talk in their trailers and say hey mate how about we do it this way versus that way but um with the director when he hires you and the producers hire you they're trusting you to be at the top of your game to deliver what they expect you to deliver hmm. and um you bring in your piece of the pie and mm-hmm. everyone else uh, follow suit from actors to makeup artists to set dressers everyone has a part to play oh yeah that that is that is totally true now n- before we get out of here we have just a few minutes left what other films have you worked on that uh, um that know, we might know i um i was very happy when uh, i started out and i was able to do psycho beach party mm-hmm. which I still say is one of my favorite films that I did <laughs> because I was able to do whatever I wanted. Mm-hmm. Is that and the film that you I it was with Amy Adams yeah. and um, it was just an amazing fun beach. I spent the entire summer in Malibu and my trailer faced the Pacific oh, Ocean. Can't beat that. So every morning I had my coffee and I looked out at the Pacific Ocean and you know, you want to pinch yourself. Mm-hmm. And then when it's over, you want to, you know, like Elon had said, you just want to go back and do it again because mm-hmm. you've got that creative spirit inside you that you want to do the next thing and top the next thing that you did on the previous one. And now is that one of the most, you, you say you liked it, but is there one that was most proud that uh, you put together a mm, design? You know, I'm proud of every movie I do. hmm because it's got me in it or on it or however you want to say, you know, my eye is there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, some films, the crew gels better, better together than, that, right. than yeah. the other. I think it's a, a lot of personalities and some personalities are going to, you know, conflict sometimes. Mm-hmm. But the end result is everyone wants their department to shine. You know, every actor wants a great performance mm-hmm. inside them. And crew want that for the actor. Right. You know, because we're seeing it being shot. We're seeing it being made. So we hold, as I say, the number one on the call sheet. He's at the top of the helm. Mm-hmm. It's his pace that's going to keep all of us in line. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's important for actors to want to be around their crew. I mean, I've only met a handful of actors that run right back into the trailer. Most actors that I've worked with, they sit with the crew, they eat with the crew, they laugh with the crew. Hmm. You know, we all become a family, mm-hmm. and that's what you want, you know, because we're all there for the end result is a great film. So, uh, like any actor, I mean, every actor you've ever worked with, I've heard, I've seen, interviewed, there's always those films that... You know, at the time, they're like, oh, it's going to be a great film. Then, like, 10 years later, they're like, that was, like, 
a nightmare or a, I'm not going to ask the, that yeah. stuff, who, who, but have you ever walked away going, that wasn't my best performance. That was, I mean, that wasn't a great experience. You know, you know what it is. I think you learn something on every film you do mm-hmm. and you learn from either your director or you learn how a shot is, uh, better handled you learn something from an actor Mm -hmm. everyone gives you something so Mm. you've always got your goodie bag of tricks that you learn on that film honestly i've done 53 films wow that's a lot and there's only one film that um i didn't see eye to eye on the director but he was pretty good that's a pretty good score that was it he wasn't in sync on that film Hmm. and everyone felt it and you know sometimes you could talk to people and say hey what's going on Mm -hmm. but um he wasn't open to that he wasn't open to that and you just and the more i think i tried to talk and uh, or even say hey but i i just saw him running further away from where we all wanted him to be Mm -hmm. and then you just can't no. There's some no. people you can't reason with, you can't talk to, you can't say, hey, what happened? It's uh, that three-letter bad word that hurts everyone all the time, and that's ego. Uh, right? That's huge in Hollywood. It's, well, I think it's anywhere, but even worse But here. mostly so. Yeah, and mostly here in L.A. Uh, all right, so before we get out here, the uh, Rock, Paper, Dead is going to be coming out next Halloween. Yes. Uh, what other films that you're going to be working on uh, that uh, you can talk about or oh tell God. us what you're going to be doing? Um, there's like, thank God, knock on wood, there's about eight of them, you know. Eight films you're yeah. going to be working on. So we're, we're really excited about the ones that are coming up. Good for you. So where do people follow, follow you and find you? Uh, they could follow me on Facebook. I'm mm-hmm. there under Camille Jamel. And uh, Twitter, I'm under my company, which is Couture Junkie, which <laughs> is cashmere, T-shirts, yeah. makeup. I'm uh, doing that. And uh, they could follow me there on Couture Junkie. There's a Couture Junkie page, uh, CamilleJamel.com. So it's all good. Well, it sounds like you are going to be doing this pretty much the rest of your life because yes. you love it so much and thank you for co-hosting with me and, and being a guest and thank we want to thank uh, our guest uh, Elaine uh, Moosey for coming in and talking about uh, uh, Kickboxer Vengeance so uh, who he stars with Jean-Claude Van Damme and I'm so excited that he got to come in and talk to us today but thank you guys for tuning in uh, to Honor thank with Tilly Sweet uh, right here on Universal Broadcasting Network I won't be here next week unfortunately I'll, it's going to be a repeat a repeat Uh, but uh, I will be back in two until then we want to thank you guys and uh, Camille we'll see you next time thank you so much All right, take care bye bye this has been On Air with Tony Sweet don't worry there's more online search On Air with Tony Sweet on iTunes for past shows and exclusive behind the scenes content On Air with Tony Sweet every Wednesday and Friday from 4 to 6pm Pacific right here on UBNRadio.com with the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.